Welcome to the Dream Huge Podcast, where we'll talk with real estate investors, entrepreneurs, business leaders, athletes, and more to inspire you with their success stories so you can work hard, never give up, and dream huge. And now, let's start the show. Episode number 14. Yo, what's up, everybody? Mark Gray here with myself, Pete Peterson. Uh, Welcome to the Dream Huge Podcast. Today, we had on our special guest, Travis Smith, Assistant Vice President of Commercial Banking with First Federal Community Bank. Great commercial lender um, with all kinds of experience, 17 years worth of experience um, to be exact. And he has a great uh, story as well to share. You know, some things he, he, he talks about his football career a little bit, um, a little bit of the Cleveland Browns, and because we, we do love to keep it fun and just and get to know our guests. But more specifically, career choices in, um, in his path that he took to become one of the premier commercial lenders in the area. So um, what do you think of the uh, interview, Mark? I thought it was really good. Um, Travis has got a lot of knowledge when it comes to commercial lending. But I think he's great. We've, uh, I've used him before. We, I got a commercial building, and I didn't even know the deal was happening. It went so smooth. Yeah. He's really good. Yeah, no doubt. That's what I call him, Mr. Smooth, T. Smith. <laughs> so he is very smooth, and he will help you. And, and like we talk about on the on the podcast here, you know, you don't, especially those entrepreneurs listening out there, you don't always have like two years of W twos that you can take to the bank. You have to get creative. So you have to take your tax returns, and those have to be dissected. Um, and you know, he's great with working with entrepreneurs local business owners, um, independent contractors, folks that may not necessarily have two years of W-2 um, income. Um, and he will, he does, man, he works wonders getting getting deals approved and many deals at a time. So, um, and I think you're going to enjoy his story as well and his, uh, the, uh, his path that he's taken to get to where he is. Hopefully it will inspire you. So Travis Smith coming up next with First Federal Community Bank. Folks, um, thank you for listening. Um, also, don't forget to subscribe, like, and subscribe, um, and you can find us wherever podcasts are found, Amazon, Spotify, iHeart, I Apple Podcasts. I mean, we are everywhere right now. Mark Gray is doing an awesome job of producing the show and broadcasting us out to all of the uh all the different venues there. So wherever you podcasts are found, check us out. Um, and don't forget to give us a rating and um, give us a shout if you'd like to be on the next show as well. So without further ado, let's get into it. Mark Gray. How you doing, Mark? Good, Pete. How are you? Good. Excellent. Actually, Mark Gray, not only a host, but I want to give you a shout out. Producer and editor extraordinaire. So you're the one that makes all the magic happen behind the scenes as well in making this finely produced piece of audio that we put out every week i do so thank thank you you for that yes and justin bigelow is absent today well he's out there he's busy showing houses so thank you for that justin and myself pete peterson we don't always talk real estate folks we love to share success stories from other entrepreneurs movers shakers and influencers and hopefully these interviews and stories will help to motivate and inspire you to dream huge and today we welcome our special guest mr travis smith how you doing travis good pete how you doing man good excellent thanks for coming on travis is assistant vice president of commercial banking at first federal community bank so you guys are going to learn all about commercial lending today and what um 
Travis, you know, his knowledge in the commercial lending space, if anyone is thinking of getting into commercial real estate or needs any help with commercial loans in general, he is just uh, a guy that has tremendous knowledge in the space and can really help you if you find yourself maybe uh, stuck. Um, and he's a very creative thinking lender. Um, and he's great with working with folks that are entrepreneurs, small business owners, um, folks that may not necessarily have two years of W-2s to take and walk down to the bank. Um, if you just are strictly like an independent contractor or a small business owner, entrepreneur, you know, um, Travis is a locally owned bank at First Federal Community Bank. That's FFCB.com. Um, and you can contact Travis at T. Smith at ffcb.com for all of your commercial lending needs but travis thank you for joining us today how you doing sir good good appreciate you guys having me on today yes and travis has helped us out personally and he's uh he's a mentor of mine as well you know he's helped me out with my commercial deals and several of us here on the team so i thought it would be cool to kind of share his knowledge and pick his brain um so tell us a little bit about yourself and what it is that you do for uh ffcb yeah so like you said i'm a, a commercial lender over there and uh, love to help out small businesses and and get creative and and get financing done for for people that may have trouble uh going the conventional route um been in banking for 17 years now i uh, started when i was 19 and started as a teller and just kind of worked my way up from there and uh here i am today wow time flies when you're having time flies fun. yeah <laughs> helping people out you know so are you continuing to grow your business year over year Yes. Yep. I've for the last five years, it's grown year over year. So wow. um, I had my best year last year and on pace to break that again this year. So wow. a lot of that helped with you guys, too. So appreciate yeah. you guys helping me there. Right, right there. Pat, pat ourselves on the back. That's right. Mark. That's right. That's <laughs> yeah, when uh, I think Dean introduced me to you. Yep. Yep. Dean mistaken. Jabbar. Yep. Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. Our good friend, Dean, if he's listening. Thank you for that, Dean. Um, great relationship. Hey, business is all about relationships. For sure. Um, and he introduced us when um, you were getting ready to move your location into the Marion One building. Um, you still have a location over there, correct? I do, yep, yes. yep, not there every day, all day, but you know, I, t I tend to go to my borrowers and my clients, and but yep. yeah, I do have a brick and mortar uh, office space over there at Marion One. Yep, as needed, yeah, and that's the thing too with Travis, you talk about personal service, I mean, this is a guy, I call him Mr. Smooth, T. Smith, my man Mr. Smooth, <laughs> but uh, because he's just so smooth, he has like, He'll have 20 or 30 deals cooking at once, but yet he'll take time out of his day. He will do a closing and meet you at a restaurant um, or whatever it takes. For sure. And meanwhile, his phone probably blowing up in his pocket with all the other deals he's got going yeah. on. But that's just because you're a, a victim of your own success. You know that, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. you. you just do Thank too you. good of a job and you just get more and more business, which is a good thing. That's a good problem to have. Um, so what... Um, well, let's go. Okay, so we know what you do currently and how you build up to there, but let's go all the way back. Where mm -hmm. was Travis Smith born? Uh, born and raised in Bucyrus, Ohio. Uh, graduated from Colonel Crawford High School and then uh, moved down to Columbus for probably about seven years. Uh, went to Otterbein for a year and found out I, I preferred getting a paycheck than going to college so yes. <laughs> i went back uh you know continued my summer job which was a teller at the bank uh picked it up full time um and from there like i said i just kind of worked my way up and never went back to college but i you know it's turned out great you know i can't complain and uh, i love what i do so so think about that yeah college isn't always the answer you know and 
I, 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 I run into this one a lot, especially being in, in, in the real estate business. You know, so many folks, um, you know, when it, you talk to these high school seniors when they graduate, and maybe some of you guys are listening, you know, oh, what, I'm going to college for this. I'm going to try and get a career in this. Um, you, but, but you can be stuck. Mm-hmm. You know, yep. careers, you got to be careful with when, you, when you're choosing a career because unless you're choosing something like commercial lending or real estate, something where the, the, uh, the possibilities are endless, you know, the, the, there is no ceiling in our business. You know, we can, the harder you work, the more money you make. And um, I, I would just say, you know, just be careful with that, you know, when you're choosing your career path. And I think that college isn't the answer for everybody. Just like Travis said, you know, you, you well, unless Mr. Joe Biden, he's going to forgive <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> all this right. piles of college uh, yeah. tuition debt. Um, which I hope he does not, because that's not the answer. Right. Um, am I allowed to insert my conservative viewpoints <laughs> on these podcasts, Mark? Go for it, man. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm right there with you. Yeah. So, no, I think, you know, the answer is finding what works well for you and just going all in. And that's what Travis Smith has done, you know, mm-hmm. working his way up to assistant vice president of commercial banking um, and just continuing to grow the business. Um, love that and helping help. It's all about helping people out, yep. and I know that's what you do, Travis. So, I, did you skip? I think you wanted to talk a little bit about your football playing career. You just kind of <laughs> skipped right over that. You I played did. some college ball, right? I did. I played that when I was at Otterbein. I I played one year there. Um, I loved it. It was it was a different animal than high school. Um, it was more of a job, you know. Oh, yeah. you, you, in high school, you grow up with these kids for twelve years, and you build those bonds. And then you go to Otterbein. It was a great experience. It's just you know, you might not know <laughs> the guy next to you's mother's name like you would a buddy growing up with. You know, right. you just don't have that bond like you would in high school. It's but more business night. It business is like less personal. Yep, yep, um, for sure. A, a long days. I mean, I know you have long days now. You'd mentioned something about uh, many two a.m. nights oh, yeah. <laughs> as yeah. it is now. Uh, <laughs> we're, we're just a glutton for punishment. No, we love hard work. You know, yep. and that's part of our motto is work hard never give up and dream huge the very mm-hmm. first thing in our motto is work hard and i think you've got that in you i know you do um and that's that pays off um so those you those of you out there listening that we're wanting to inspire and motivate um it takes hard work it does it does it Lots doesn't happen it. overnight i think that's that's a big issue now is some people expect everything right up front right now you know everything's going to get done well yeah. You got to put the work and the time in, and yep. and then you, you see the fruit of your labors after that. I think. Sure. Yeah. These uh, younger generations, right? The <laughs> push button, uh, get mortgage. Yeah. Not sure. Or right. buy something on Amazon. Yeah. Or, you know, you push it, you get it. Right, right now, it's immediate. Mm-hmm. But um, that's that's not the case with you know with hard work and you know rewards. Um, so more specifically, quarterback. I, did, I played quarterback in high school. Yep. So when I went to uh, when I went to Otterbein, they had me playing. Basically, it's an outside linebacker. Okay. Uh, they called it a whip, and if it was a run heavy formation, I'd be up at the line. If it was a spread formation, I'd roll back to a safety. So, okay. uh, like I said, I loved my time doing it. You know, it's one of those things. Football is the sport you can't. Once you're done, you're done. You know, you yeah. can't go back. You can still play five on five basketball. You can <laughs> pick up, you know, a baseball game here and there. But football, you. Once you take the pads off for the last time, that's it, you know. So I wanted to give it a try, and uh, I don't regret it at all. It just, you know, I looked at the cost benefit of, man, I'm spending thirty grand a year at Otterbein to do this, and yeah. then instead I'll just go make a paycheck, you know. Yes, so, right. 
I, I, you know, Rylan Wallace had a similar experience. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he was a quarterback killer, you know, over at Lucas, and he went to Ashland, and he had success, but he just, you know, okay, what am I, what am I doing here? Right. You know, is what's it, the end goal? <laughs> is it worth spending all this money? Not to mention risking injury, mm-hmm. yep. risking bodily injury. Where, um, yeah, look, growing up, I, it was my dream to play college or football or play at the next level, and. You just don't realize the amount of work. We talk about hard work and the risk involved. Mm-hmm. And that's mm-hmm. why I was glad they finally came out with this, this NIL, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, because they deserve to make money off I their agree. name and likeness. I agree, for um, sure. You know, you got a coach and a university making all this money and, and they're doing what they're doing. Hell, I think they should be able to make money in high school. Right. This is America, you <laughs> yeah. know, this is capitalism. Yeah. Um, so, no, I mean... Yeah, it, it's a lot of hard work, and not to mention, like I said, you know, you you want to be able to play ball with your own boys. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Speaking of, you know, you know, not having injuries from college football um, to to hold you back. So, yep, I can still walk. I don't have a hitch or anything. Yes, so. that's good. good. That is great to hear. So, speaking of family, tell us about your family. Yeah, so my wife's a teacher at Crown Crawford, ironically, uh, multiple handicap teacher, K through five. Uh, and then I have a nine and a seven year old. So I have a third grader and a first grader. Um, they enjoy doing all the sports as well. And, you know, I know we've talked about it the, the amount of time that uh, goes into, you know, youth sports, coaching, being there every day. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's time consuming. It's a lot different than when I was in high school or junior high, elementary. It was, you went to the YMCA once a week. Like that was, right. that was it. <laughs> you know, oh, now yeah. it's, now it's four nights a week. Well, you know, sports are year round. It's, it's a different animal, but um, they enjoy it. And I always said, if they didn't, we wouldn't do it. You know, I don't want to force them and burn them out, but uh, they they love going to the to the games and the practices. So, yeah, it's it's like I said, time consuming, but I think it's uh, beneficial to them. So you're coaching baseball and f- you're coaching youth baseball for your boys, correct? Correct. Yep. Yep. And then you also coach uh, varsity football, correct? C- correct. Yep. I'm a running backs coach at Colonel Crawford. Excellent. And so and you're a busy man with the commercial uh, lending. So. I- I imagine you put together quite a few deals from the sideline or the dugout over the years. <laughs> yeah, there's especially during practice, you know, if, yeah. if practice from three to six, you know, it's, uh, hey, I got to step out and take this phone call and all the coaches are fine. They understand right. what I do. And right. um, so we're just talking about practice. Right. Yeah. Just practice. Not, <laughs> not the game. Not the game. No. Right. <laughs> so, no, it's, we have on the staff at Crawford, we have, I won't say a lot, but we have some other coaches that aren't teachers you know and they have to step away too it's sure. it's a great program to be a part of because they get it you know they they understand what we do and the job comes first you know yeah absolutely that's very cool um how do you hope to inspire others with your story um you know i think kind of we touched on it you know college might not be the path for everyone and i don't i don't think people should be shamed into going to college either um you know, there's there's a plenty of different routes for everyone to take, and um, you know, some people might have to go to college. That's what they want to do, and that's great. That just wasn't for me. Um, and to be honest, I'm pretty proud of it. I, oh, yeah. You know, it's uh, you know, I get a lot of eyebrow raises when I say I didn't graduate from college or only spent a year there, and um, you know, it's it's been great. Yeah. <laughs> so no, I, I, guess, I, I love that story, that part of the story. Um, Bill Gates never graduated from college. You ever hear of him? Right. <laughs> he did a thing or two. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, Rush Limbaugh was another big one. Mm-hmm. Um, he wasn't a big college advocate, you know. Yep. Um, more more about the hard work and finding mm-hmm. a passion and following it. I think it's a per kid fit. You know what I mean? Yes. It's not. You know, some kids will love to go to college, and that's great. It just wasn't for me. So, but it's funny. Even like, um, I would sometimes say, "Hey, look, if you're if you're going to go to college to become a doctor, or an attorney, that that makes sense." Um, but then I sit back and I look at some of my my clients who are doctors and attorneys, yeah. and all they do is want to buy up a bunch of real estate so they can get out of their doctor and attorney job, right. you know, right. um, because they want that financial freedom, mm-hmm. Yeah. which mm-hmm. is um, what you know being in real estate can afford you. So uh, yeah, it's it's weird, you know. It's it's a fun journey, and hopefully, um, yeah, along the way you make some choices. And that's the other thing we always talk about in these podcasts is. When you're 18, your brain's not fully formed. No. You're no. still, you're faced with the largest decision of your life, and mm-hmm. you still don't, you know, you, you, your brain's not even fully formed. Just chemically, it's not, you know, uh, physiologically formed yet. Um, so it's just kind of interesting. And that price of college just keeps going up, too. Oh, it's man. not getting cheaper. <laughs> oh, wow, it's nuts. Yeah, so um, what's an interesting fact or story that most folks may not know about you? Well, we covered two of them. Those are my go-to, you know, <laughs> right. college football and, no, and not graduating. So, um, boy, uh, you know, I I think being in banking for 17 years, people look at me and they're like, oh, you've probably only been there 10 or 5. You know, no, it's it's 17 years. Like, <laughs> <Right>. that's <laughs> it's a long time, a lot of experience, a lot of a lot of stories I could tell. And, yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's, you know, I'm 36 now and looking back, you know, it's all it's all worked out. Like I've said, it just yeah. Seven, and I never would have dreamed I was going to be a commercial lender like that. I didn't even know what a commercial lender was, even when I first started bank. You know, as a teller. You know, so it's you know the positive work environment and and uh, kind of figuring out a path that I wanted to do. And then uh, the the banks enabled me to do it back then, and here I am. So. 17 years. Wild. Yeah, 17 years. Yeah. And, and you went to commercial lending university, basically, you know, and you, you were able to teach me and, uh, you know, folks here on our team, different ways of going about things, using lines of credit, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. using different, you know, creative ways to get financing. So look, guys, if you, if you are looking for commercial lending and you're looking for answers, you know, please reach out to Travis Smith. Cause he's, he's got, got that 17 years worth of knowledge that you cannot learn at a university that's Mm -hmm. that's you know real world knowledge right there so i was glad to pick some of that up all of that from you you know very thankful yeah no problem um anything else you'd like to touch on or discuss um you know like our product you know pretty pretty basic you know um but it's got great features you know it's we don't try to reinvent the wheel, but you know, 25-year amortization—that's um, a great feature. We've chatted about uh, as far as it being a 5.5 arm. You know, it is a variable rate, but at each rate change, you have the 1% cap. So you're, you know, if you're at five, and in five years rates are supposed to be seven percent, well, you're capped at six. Um, so it's it's that's another great feature. It's a nice safety net for the borrowers, knowing they're not going to get smacked every five years with a crazy high payment so mm-hmm. um now that 25 year am was huge for me you know because that's going to help out with your monthly cash flow we spoke about this on the video we just did mm-hmm. but 
the um, those first few years when you buy those properties, that's when you have a lot of cash outlay for fixing those properties up. No doubt. Um, especially if you have to raise the rents to market rates, um, you're going to have uh, tenants that move out because of that, and you're going to have to fix those units up. And not only that, but the exteriors mm-hmm. um, are usually uh, needing work, you know. Um, and and you're, you're, th- those first couple years, the first year specifically, and I preach this to all of the investors we work with, I said, Make sure you have some cash set aside for those, yep. that first year mm-hmm. because that's when you're going to be spending the most money. Year three or four, you're going to have a little bit more uh, comfort there. But that's what I love about the 25-year amortization. Um, your, your monthly payment is less. Yep. Um, yep. So you have more, more cash to set aside uh, to fix up your property because right. that's the goal. For me, at least, I want my properties to be in the best shape possible. Mm-hmm. I'm not a slumlord, right? Yep. Um, and I, I know a lot of our investors are not slumlords either. You know, the, the the idea is to, you know, get market rate rents, whether it be commercial or residential, and then reinvest in the property, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and and continue to do that. So, and and you help us do that with that 25 year AM. Yeah, so. and then I, you know, I always try to suggest like a line of credit as well for yeah. the exact reason you're talking about. You know, maybe you don't have that nest egg build up as high as you'd like well let's see if we can get you a line that way you don't have to use your capital to fix some of this stuff up yeah and for those listening that are, are not familiar with what is a line of credit yeah so a line i compare it to a, a really big credit card with a small interest rate that's kind of how i frame it um yeah. we generally take a piece of equity that you have on a property um you have that money available to you and then if you need to draw 10,000 out, you use the 10K for whatever you need, and then you only pay interest only on that 10,000. Um, you know, pay down as you want as far as on the principal, um, but it helps keep your capital in the bank versus, you know, draining yourself down. And then you're like, oh boy, how, you know, what do I do now? Well, this kind of takes the place of that. Sure. So, and is there a, monthly or yearly fee to that if i don't use it and if it's just setting there idle how does that work yeah so at at first federal community bank we do not have a yearly fee on our line of credits Mm -hmm. um you would have your fee up front to do the loan obviously but after that if you don't use it for four years you don't have any penalty you don't have any fees you don't pay any interest if it just sits at a zero balance yeah, you're set. There's there's no out-of-pocket costs outside of closing. And that interest rate fluctuates with the market. Correct. Yep. We're, we're generally at prime plus a half. So um, prime will move, especially now. Um, you're going to start seeing it move a little more, I think. Yeah. Um, but generally, lines will probably be, you know, in comparative to term rates, they'll be cheaper. Will you guys hold that as like a secondary? Or you yeah. got... Yeah, so we can do second mortgages. We prefer to be in the first place. Yeah. Um, you know, um, we can also look at if you have equipment or inventory. If you're a business owner, you know what I mean. It doesn't have to be real estate per se. Um, you know, if it's small enough, we can look at unsecured. We're not, we're not big on that idea, but um, but yes, to to your point, we can do a second mortgage behind ourselves. Okay behind yourself so mm-hmm. you have to hold the first one too we would yeah we'd like to have that yeah okay. yeah gets you're in second place you don't really know worst case scenario you know at the end of the day we are a for-profit you know we don't want to we can't put ourselves in a bad position so right. um right and speaking of that too so <clears throat> what's your outlook on and i know you're not in residential but you are in real estate mm-hmm. what's your outlook on the market you know, um, are we going to continue to see um, the prices rise, and are we going to continue to see rates rise? Uh, I'd say yes to both. I, I, you know, I think 
I mean, you guys could probably speak better to the prices, but um, I keep seeing them go up and I haven't seen a slowdown. I know we've talked, I think it's an inventory problem, you yeah. know, as well. It's, yeah. it's supply, and, supply demand. and demand. Exactly. Supply and demand. So, um, I won't, I, how do I put this? I shouldn't say people don't care about the price, but if, for instance, on a commercial deal, they just want that property for the income, you mm-hmm. know, so they're willing to pay an extra X amount to get that property. Um, the rates are what they are, you know, so I do think rates will continue to climb. Um, could be volatile this year, though. Mm-hmm. I do think they'll go up, go down, go up, go down. Um, but, yeah, it'll be – this year will be interesting for, for rates yeah. and, and, and values. Yeah, it already has. I think – this is what's great about real estate investing to me, though. Um, when I – take a purchase contract to say you mm-hmm. um you basically double check all my work yeah and it, you you just uh reinforce the fact that it's a good investment decision right yep um because if you you know if everyone thinks the the market's going to crash wouldn't the banks agree yeah yeah wouldn't well the banks say no we're not going to loan anymore on that that high of a price property no but no you guys continue to loan mm-hmm. on these new higher prices yep and that's the thing it was probably about I don't know, about a year, year and a half ago, we did have some purchase contracts come in that the appraisal came in short on because the comps weren't out there quite yet for the mm-hmm. appraisers to use these higher values. Well, that's gone. I mean, I haven't had an issue with appraisers or appraisal amounts in over a year. And, yeah. and some of these contracts, you, so you're what, right. What are you doing when it comes down low? If the appraisal comes in low, the borrower would have to bring in that golf, whatever that yeah. is. Mm-hmm. Um, at the end of the day, we'd have to stay at our you know, our LTV, our loan to value position, whatever our policy is or whatever the the property is, owner-occupied, non-occupied, non-owner-occupied. Um, so they'd have to bring in that difference to make sure we're at that policy. So they bring in the difference that raises that purchase price. That's the other so option. Then, you could always renegotiate the purchase price, <laughs> yep. you know, mm-hmm. if that's, you know, I don't, I don't see that too often, but... Uh, generally, it's the the buyer being stuck with that difference. Yeah. So yeah. now you got a higher comp. Correct. Correct. And that's how it, the uh, the market appreciates, yep. right? Yeah. Yeah. It has to at some point. Yeah. We have to. And it's a argument we have with appraisers sometimes, but it seems like a pra- Well, that's the problem with appraisers. They're always looking at sold comps. Mm-hmm. Sold comps. Mm-hmm. Yep. Stuff that's happened in the past. Right. And well, that was the issue. And they we didn't have those sold comps a year year yeah. and a half ago. Right. Now. That, that markets, you know, th- those comps are out there. Right. So we, like I said, we haven't had, I personally haven't had any issues with appraiser, yeah. appraisal, appraisals or appraisers recently. Very good. Excellent. All right. Well, we're going to get on to the huge four, then the rapid fire round, and we'll let you get going to lunch. Okay. Are we doing good on time? <laughs> we're doing good on time yeah, still? I'm good. I'm okay. good. Yep. All right. So Mark's going to hit you with the huge four. Oh, yeah. It's the huge four. <laughs> Thanks, Pete. <laughs> Thanks, Pete. You're welcome. That was macho, man. That's good. What's one thing you wish you'd known when you began your career? I wish I would have known I wanted to be a commercial lender <laughs> when I started my career. I probably would have been able to get to it a little sooner. Um, you know, fell into it, worked out well, and I've loved every minute of it. I love helping the business owners and real estate investors, and um, you know, I wish it didn't take so long to get me there, but here I am. So worked yeah. out. It's awesome. What's one of your biggest failures? What did you learn from it? Mm, well, <laughs> one time, I, I never <laughs> do this again. I, I 
it was a it was a deal and this was when i was green i had just started and i looked at the the borrower's tax returns and i'm like oh we'll be fine man we'll be good to go you'll get approved no issues well he goes out and gets a purchase contract sends it to me in the meantime when i sent it to the underwriter it came back that we weren't going to be able to do it for whatever reason we weren't going to be able to do it so i had to go back to that borrower and say hey i apologize that one's on me um we're not going to be able to do this loan for you well naturally he was not real pleased about that so from from now on i do not guarantee deals like until i see (laughs) numbers i will not guarantee an approval but the good thing is hopefully he wasn't out any earnest money or anything like that right right i hope he wasn't either it was a long time ago so (laughs) i can't remember that part of it but that's a financing contingency um hopefully he got out of there scott free yeah yeah so i I learned my lesson that was a one-time thing and mm, never again never again will i promise yeah all right um one of your biggest resources that have helped you along the way oh boy there's so many of them you know i i've had a lot of mentors over over my years um there's you know i just always look at our upper management at the bank if i need to bounce any ideas off uh, donna conley jeff urban and brad murdiff um they've been great resources for me internally uh externally you guys to be honest with you um you guys have been great it's you guys have such a good feel for the Mansfield market and, and beyond uh, Richland County. Um, I, you know, if I say, oh, boy, is that going to appraise out? You know, you're, oh, God, hey, we have these comps that show. It's like, okay, let's roll. You know, it's so, you know, realtors, you guys, and, and um, the upper management with the bank currently. All right. Uh, two books that have inspired you. Oh, man. Dude, I'm not a reader. <laughs> <laughs> not a reader. Uh um, I mean, it doesn't have to be uh, books, uh, podcasts, or movies. Yeah, well, I listen to your guys' podcast. <laughs> there you know, go. That's one. He was inspired um, by the Dream Huge podcast. Yeah, the Dream Huge podcast, man. I'm a big sports lover, uh, if you can't tell through what, what I've done in my past and what I currently do. And um, I listen to, uh, like, the Zach Lowe podcast a lot. And then I listen to, to – uh, a to Z podcast about my Browns. That's okay, nice. <laughs> Love my Cleveland Browns. Yes, Brownies. Yes, loyal. What are the Browns going to do this year? I just want them to win, man. That's it. <laughs> I, just, just make the playoffs, call it a day, you know. Yep. It can't, can't get much worse, right? No. Right? No. We, <laughs> we say that every year. We keep showing up. <laughs> we do. Well, because they got taken from us, you know. When the right. Browns left town, it really made you uh, – you know, appreciate what you had. Yeah, that's yeah. like everybody's bitching about the Guardians' name over the Cleveland right. name. I said, who right. cares what the hell right. name is? They They're still up. here. Yep, they yeah. show we're up we're for thankful the game. to have a team. <laughs> yep, yep. You know, I kind of like the Guardians' name. Yeah, honestly. yeah, it's not bad. You know, I'm going to show up with the Guardians. Uh, you know, the Guardians of the Galaxy, the right. guy with the glowing red. <laughs> I'm going to wear that to the games with the Indians <laughs> with the Guardians cap. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, great. <laughs> oh, good. So, a couple podcasts there. Do you ever listen to Jim Rome? Uh, I, I listen to Joe Rogan every now and then. Okay, Rogan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Jim Rome's. Well, he's one of my favorite for sports. Mm-hmm. But what was that one sports one you mentioned? Uh, the A to Z podcast. It's Andre uh, Knott and Zach Jackson. Oh yeah. Um, I went to school with Andre. Did you really? Kent State. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yep. Um, yeah. He was a St. Vincent St. Yep. Mary's Same guy. Yep. Yeah. So mm-hmm. he's a good dude. He is. He is. They have a lot of pretty cool insight to like the Browns that 
you know they give you kind of a, a peek behind the curtain there so it's cool yeah it's, he's the insider man he, he is he, and he knows the scoop on all the cleveland mm-hmm, teams mm-hmm. so and but what was the other one too you mentioned uh zach Lowe podcast zach Lowe. yeah okay. he's a big nba guy for espn okay cool uh, i love that i love the nba drama yeah the yeah, teams, the players switching back yeah. and forth and playing against the previous team. Right, Kyrie right. flipping off the right. fans. Dude, you know? Wild, oh, wild. God, it's so great. <laughs> it's, yeah, NBA playoff basketball is fun. Dude. It is. All right, so we're going to get to the rapid fire round. Okay. So you got to just come off the top of your head. Um, the very first thing that comes to your mind, okay? okay. What is your spirit animal? Oh, geez. Tiger. What is your guilty pleasure? I don't know, candy. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just munch on candy randomly throughout the day. What is your favorite movie? Uh, Friday Night Lights. Nice. What do you do in your spare time? Oh, geez, I don't have spare time. Um, <laughs> I'll, I'll be honest. I try to veg out. I, and completely honest, I just try to relax because there's not a lot. Like I said, there's not a ton of spare time. So I'll just <laughs> lay on the couch if I can. Just zone out. Yeah. What is your go-to karaoke song? No. Uh, I think it's everyone's living on a prayer. I mean, Oh, Bon Jovi. Yeah, because then everyone gets going and you don't sound as bad <laughs> with everyone else singing, right. you know? You gonna give us a little something? Dad, no. Unless if you guys sing along. Whoa, <laughs> we're halfway there. Whoa, he goes real high. He does. That part. does he does. Yeah. I skipped that part. <laughs> you just take the octave lower. Yes, correct. You can still correct. hit it. Just no go doubt. Down one. <laughs> no doubt. Uh, what is something you fear? Snakes. Oh, I can't stand snakes. Oh, Indiana Jones. I can't. I can't do it. <laughs> can't do it. I have to get a big rubber snake for mm. for Travis's office. <laughs> right. dude, uh, what is your greatest accomplishment? Uh, I'd I'd say uh, my family and my kids. Yeah. Um, trying to raise them right, and you know I like to think I'm doing a good job, but you know is there nine and seven? We'll find out. <laughs> we'll find out. Time will tell. <laughs> Check with you in ten years. <laughs> That's right. Um, who's your favorite superhero? Uh, Batman. Nice. Um, what is your favorite food? Uh, any pasta, <laughs> any pasta, <laughs> spaghetti, man. lasagna, oh, yeah. uh, manicotti. I mean, it's, it's, yeah, oh, that pasta. Sounds good. And I know the answer to this one, but what's your favorite sports team? Oh, the Cleveland Browns, no doubt, hundred yeah. percent. Yeah, nice, very good. Uh, well, thank you for joining us today, Travis Smith, Assistant Vice President of Commercial Banking at First Federal Community Bank. Online at ffcb.com. Uh, email T Smith at ffcb.com best way to contact you correct travis correct yep mm-hmm. um, um um and again thank you for joining us um and we'll let you get on yeah. with your busy I day i appreciate you guys having yeah, me yeah, on it was fun yep always um, is and uh, thank you mark as always and uh, thank you for listening to dream Q's podcast again with mark mark gray myself pete peterson and our special guest today travis smith and as always folks remember the rules work hard never give up and dream huge Thank you for listening to the Dream Huge podcast. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. For more inspiring content, follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Dream Huge Realty and on TikTok at Dream Huge Inc. Until next time.